continuing on foundations. It's been a blessing, right? All right, so who here would like to tell me your experience after following what I said concerning personal money in the book? Who would like to say something? Now, if you have, you probably started seriously on it and you are a fallen soldier. I came here because of you today. <laughs> you, you are going back. You'll, go, you'll get it right because there's no other way. Let me, let me, let me t tell you now, there's no other way. There's no other way. Um, I'll, I'll, make, I'll make some statements very soon. All right, so who would like to share his testimony of you know, sticking to um, um, a good regimen of personal morning devotions? Who would like to share something? Okay, Papa, let me hear from you first. So it's been amazing. It's been a good experience. Um, it has given me the opportunity to see um, the, the Word of God come to life. Because I've been studying Acts of the Apostles and then Romans, and you, you, you see what the apostles, what the church started with, the kind of passions they started with, how some of the apostles died for the gospel, Paul going everywhere to preach the gospel, he going to prison for two years to just, just because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it puts a certain passion in my heart to do more for God. And so it's been amazing. Because of that, my whole day is, has changed. Oh. It's, it's full of joy. Anytime I, I, it's like I'm idle. It's not like I'm idle. I have the word of God to ponder over and meditate on. Thank you, sir. Praise God. Who else? And I'll, I'll also ask another question. Um, those who have not done it, I want to know your, your issue. <laughs> Yeah, Derek. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. So, sir, um, I'm sure I'll do it. I'm coming. So, just pray I don't come to you. So, um, the teaching on foundations um, has really um, changed my mentality on how I read the Bible now. And also, I realized that, um, like, people call it new creation, uh, New Testament Christians. But I went back to the Old Testament to look at how kings were being made and also how. So I, I was taking, I was looking through the first um, Kings and so second Kings. So now in this area, when I'm even talking to my members, I now relate more to the Old Testament. It's no more about the epistles again, but I can relate both the Old Testament and the New Testament to be able to make sense to them. So it's no more, okay, Jesus Christ says, Jesus Christ, but now you can now uh, tell them about how even the word of God came alive in the Old Testament. So it has really um, enlightened my understanding to the Old Testament and also Going forward, I know that any time at all I'm being called upon to share anywhere, I can relate it to. Thank you so much, sir. Praise God. All right. So one more person, and I'm going to ask those who have not done. I'm serious. I'll do it. Eugenia, are you able to stick to the pers the, the regimen, the morning, personal morning devotion? Eugenia, Eugenia, you know I know you. Because you didn't lift your hand. What's the, what's the challenge? Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. Yeah. Um, so in the beginning, <laughs> so I started strong. Um, I was studying the book of Daniel, right? And I didn't finish the book of Daniel. I've still not finished the book of Daniel. But I found it challenging to be memorizing the scriptures. So um, during the day, I used to do this thing where, like, at 12 p.m., I would go back and try and remember what I memorized. Some, <laughs> some stuck in my mind, but some are still, yes. Yeah, so it was the challenge of, you know, going back, making sure I was consistent each day to make sure, like, as in, <laughs> to remember what I studied earlier. Yes, Miss Pastor. Um, uh, we, um, 
I'm not really talking about the memorizing of the scriptures. I'm talking about sticking to your, the time you wrote, your strict regimen of um, studying the scriptures in the morning. Yes, we said, I call, I call the, some people call it quiet time. And I said quiet time is something different, all right? It's, uh, so I, I prefer to go with the personal morning devotion. Now, I'll not say morning devotion so that you say, oh, me and my friends, we did, no. Personal morning devotion. Yeah. Yes, Pastor. Um, so I set my time at 5 to 6 a.m. every day. Um, so I was studying the scriptures, right? But then I think we, had, we started prayers um, as a cell. So I had to move the time. And because of the time, right? I had to get ready for work and all of that. So I had to move the time to the evening when I came back from work. No. Personal morning devotion can never be in the evening. You know why? Yes, Pastor. Because the manna falls in the morning. It cannot even be in the afternoon. No, I'm, I'm on it. So what time is your cell? Let me help you. What time is your cell prayer? 5 to 6 a.m. 5 to 6 a.m.? Yes, that's quite a long time for cell to be praying in the morning. Yes, Pastor. So, um, are you the cell leader? That means I'm talking to your cell leader right now. I will not ask who the cell leader is, don't worry. No, the cell leader is trying, he's doing his best. You know, I prefer that the cell prays either 5 to 5.30 or 5.30 to 6. You get it? Now, if, if maybe what the cell wants to do is so important and because of that, they think they need an hour to pray, no problem. That means you wake up at 4.30. Yes, Pastor. <laughs> what time do you sleep? By Especially 12. for these 30 days, definitely yes, at please. least 12. Yes, please. So around 1 a.m. Still around 1? Yes, please. Yeah, so we can wake up at 4. <laughs> yes, Pastor. Okay, we are at 4.30. Yes, Pastor. Till yourself finishes praying. Yes, Pastor. <laughs> How do you achieve that? First of all, you can talk to the Holy Spirit to help you wake up. Secondly, um, your alarms can help you. When it comes to post personal morning devotion, for example, all these my gadgets, I have four gadgets here, all of them, they ring. You have no choice than to wake up. You know, and imagine that you are in your house, I'm leading the prayer. That evening prayer. You're in your house. When you finish, you can just lie down and when I, I'm leading the prayer. Finish, I have to go upstairs, do a thing or two. Sometimes, sometimes I have to uh, sleep at three. But still wake up at the time I'm supposed to wake up. As though if I don't sleep for eight hours, something will happen to me. Nothing will happen to you. You see, that is the sacrifice that you need to make 
I'm not only talking to you. They know. <laughs> That's the sacrifice. You know, one of the things you never introduce into your spirit is excuses. Never introduce excuses to your spirit. Sit up. Book of Joshua. Let me tell you something. I will be on this thing for so long until everybody's doing it. See, for the past maybe one month, I've been talking about personal morning devotion. As though it is, I will be on it. If you are tired of it, thank you. Okay. Joshua. Let's go to chapter 19. Joshua chapter... Okay. We'll read three scriptures, but let's start it with Joshua chapter 16. I'll still come to 19. Verse 10. All right. Verse 10. Okay, maybe we'll start from verse 8. Joshua chapter 16, verse 8. Now, let me just give you the background. All right. Now, at this time, um, yeah, Moses had brought him out of Egypt. Remember, um, during the first day of the prayer and fasting, I was telling you about Sihon and Og, king of Bashan. And um, they are now in the promised land. Now, when they got to the promised land, Joshua has now defeated Jericho. Joshua has defeated Ai, all right? Um, some other places. And now they get into the promised land that God promised them. They are now in the place. So God commands um, Joshua to divide the land among the tribes, okay? Now, that's what I was telling you on the first day that they said divide the land among the tribes. Now, said, when you go to the, um, let's say, for example, uh, let me have uh, four people, four, four guys. All right, so, okay, five is fine. So, the five of them are tribes, all right? So, Reuben, Dan, God, you know? So, all these Oh, <laughs> no, no, not that. All right. <laughs> so now he's dividing the land. So now, let's say this is the whole land. So he says, this is the land that's giving you. So go and stand there. You, this is the land that's giving you stand here. This is the land that's giving you stand here. This is the land you give. And then the choir, that's the side given to you. So now... Joshua shares the land for them, but the land that he gave them had giants. So they give you the land, you defeat the giants, you take the land. So it's like they're giving you land, but they're not giving you land. Right? Okay. You see, that is God and how he functions. He told you something, but you're going to need something. Now, all right. Think about it. You think when the Spirit of God told me to tell you to start having progress among devotion, you think it's going to be what? As you wake up in the morning, angels are welcoming you to the morning devotion. The man of God said something one time. He said, anytime you look in the mirror, the man inside, that's your biggest enemy. The man you see inside the mirror is your biggest enemy. If you can fight that man, a new self we made. 
Whatever the level you are, anybody you are seeing inside there is your biggest enemy. All right. So, have you seen it? So, so they are dividing. And as they are dividing, you see, when you start reading from Joshua chapter 16, in fact, from 15, you start seeing that, oh, and these guys, okay, maybe let's go from verse, you know, to verse 5. Let's look at verse 5. So, do you like your land? Yeah, nice land. And the border of the children of Ephraim, according to their families, was thus. The border of their inheritance. So now, this is the children of Ephraim. Remember that they're also called the children of Joseph. Now, Joseph was not numbered with his brothers. So his sons took the place. And Levi went out. So made the same 12. So then the border of the children of Ephraim, according to their families, was thus. Even the border of their inheritance on the east side was Atharoth Adar unto Beth Horon the upper. Verse 6, and the border went out toward the sea to Mikmetah on the north side, and the border went about eastward unto Tanat Shiloh and passed by on the east to Jehoja. So um, you can see they are sharing the land for them, and they are telling them where their borders are. Go to verse 8. So this land has been given to, remember that, this land has been given to Ephraim, all right? The border went from Tapua westward onto the river Kana, and the goings out thereof were at the sea. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Ephraim by their families. And the separate cities for the children of Ephraim were among the inheritance of the children of Manasseh, all the cities with their villages. So he had given all the cities in the village. So this one is your land, but they are giants there. All right, so he goes to verse 10, says, And they drave out the Canaanites that dwelt in Gezer. But the Canaanites dwell among the Ephraimites unto this day and serve at that tribute. While other people were taking, it's very interesting. While other people were taking their land, Reuben has taken his land. Israel has taken his land. The other guy, not you, but you know, the other guy gets to the land. He says he's not going to fight. So then he discusses with the people that we are going to be here. Let's live together and have. Now go to Joshua chapter 17, verse 14. And the children of Joseph spake unto Joshua. Now, I, now remember that Ephraim and Manasseh were, were talking about in Joshua chapter 16. Now, we come to Joshua chapter 17. Look at what is happening. And the children of Joseph spake unto Joshua, saying, Why hast thou given me but one lot and one portion to inherit, seeing I am a great people? For as much as the Lord had blessed me hitherto. The guys are complaining. Why have you just given us one land? We are many. Why have you just given us one land? The one they gave you still not conquer the place. But you are complaining that you, they just gave you one land. Now look at what's going on. Verse 15. And Joshua answered them, If thou be a great people. Now listen to this. If you say you are a great people, if thou be a great people, then get thee up to the wood country. And cut down for thyself there in the land of Perizzite and of the giants, if Mount Ephraim be too narrow for thee. Is the place too small for you? Go and look for more land. Continue. And the children of Joseph said, and the hill is not enough for us. Complainers and excuse me, because there are plenty in this world. That's why only a few people are great. And the children of Joseph said, the hill is not enough for us. And all the Canaanites that dwell in the land of the valley have chariots of iron. Legit excuses. I mean, you, from, from Joseph 16, we realize that the people could not take the land. They did not take the land. They dwelt among with the Canaanites 
and set an attribute there, but yet still they are using them as part of the excuse. All right. And the children of Joseph said, The hill is not enough for us, and all the Canaanites that dwell in the land of the valley have chariots of iron, both they who are of Bethshean and her towns, and they who are of the valley of Jezreel. Verse 17. And Joshua spake unto the house of Joseph, even to Ephraim and to Manasseh, saying, Thou art a great people, and hast great power. So you know what some leaders have done? They have kept the Canaanites over there. So my members, they are bad. My members are not committed. No, they don't want to take the land again. They have settled. They now live with them. So people are experts in living with the situation. And Joshua spoke on the house of Joseph, even to Ephraim and to Manasseh, saying, Thou art a great people and has great power. Thou shalt not have one lot only. All right? Because they are complaining that they are, they are not supposed to have, like, look at me. I'm not supposed to have this kind of result. And the guy said, okay. Yeah, you're actually who you say you are. You're not supposed to have one Lord. He said, but the mountain shall be thine, for it is a wood, and thou shalt cut it down, and the outgoings of it shall be thine, for thou shalt drive, Joshua take them back again. Thou shalt, what you're going to do is you go and drive out the Canaanites. Now, Jesus said, thou shalt drive out the Canaanites, though they have iron chariots, and though they be strong. He said, still go and drive out the Canaanites, even though they have chariots of iron that you are complaining about that that's the reason why we cannot take it. They have chariots of iron. They have this. That's why we can't take it. He said you are going to drive them out. Because if you say you are great people, I'm not giving you shishi. I said I'm not giving you a thing. The same one I gave you go and drive out the chariot the, the, the Canaanites. They have iron chariots. He said though they have iron chariots and though they be strong, you're going to drive them out. That's the only way you have an inheritance. Go to Joshua chapter 19. Now, have you seen the, the complaint of the, 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 the Ephraim guys? The sons of Joseph. Have you seen their complaint? Let's look at what Dan did. 46, verse 46. This is what Dan did, verse 46. Okay, maybe from 45 for a little bit of perspective. And Jehud and, uh, well, he's talking about the land, actually. Jehud and Benebarak and Gath Rimon. And, um, and Nijakon and Rakon with the border before Jaffo. Okay, now look at verse 47. And the cost, listen, make sure you're paying, you're paying attention. <laughs> and the cost of the children of Dan went out too little for them. Therefore, the children of Dan went up to fight against Leshem and took it and smote it with the edge of the sword and possessed it and dwelt therein and called Leshem Dan after the name of Dan their father. I seen the difference between the Ephraim guys and the Dan guys. Ephraim said, the land, the land is too small. And, uh, and uh, the, the people, they have Arion Chariot. And they do, they do, they do, the, time, the time I go to work is very, very, in the morning. I, 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 uh, the time, the, the, my, my class is, is in the morning. Uh, and uh, um, um, so I decided that I'll do it at 3 p.m. <laughs> And, and there's usually traffic on my, my road when I'm going to work, work, work. So when I'm going, I... Ephraim. The people who have chariots, we cannot fight them, but you have given us small land. He said, you are great people. Go there. Don't fight them. Take the land. Look at the children of Dan. They said, when they went, they said, okay, they give us a small land. So they went to Leshem, took Leshem and added it to Dan. No complaint. 
my members. They don't listen to me. My members, they don't. My members, they don't come up for meeting. My members, they come. Let me tell you a story. When I became a, a PCU leader, now this is how, what you call senior cell leader now, as well, at that time, it was a PCU leader. When I became a PCU leader, we were four who were made PCU leader the same day. We were four. So one, two, three, four. Then, we had a new a PCF leader. So he was doing the changes. And while we were his friends, we used to pray with him before he became a PCF leader. So it was like sharing of national cake. <laughs> we were the ministers. <laughs> There's a new president. We were the ministers of state. <laughs> and we were joining us. We were all boys, boys in the fellowship. Now all of a sudden, our guy, our guy is the PCF leader. So he made all of us PCF leaders. That's what we are talking about. <laughs> Uh, so the PCU, they divided. Oh, thank God for thank God for God. <laughs> like somebody said, God bless God. They divided the fellowship for us. You take this uh, Lisa, take Adwa, uh, uh, take this. They gave me. I said, which area are they? They told me. And those times, which I mean, still, the cells were more geographically based, like area. You go to the area, you take the area. You take, so they've given me Lisa and given me some people inside the PC. My first two have received people. There's none of them I call who answer me. Don't you know that we are, we are the one in office now? <laughs> we, are, we, are the, we are the people. Don't know us. I call them, they don't mind me. After service. When after service, people will go and meet their PCU leaders. Ah, oh, say, like, when we go for meeting, short meeting, we pray or something. After service, they'll sneak and leave. Frank was one of them. He used to sneak and leave. Frank, do you remember? One time I caught him at the car park. What am I so? Frank was in a, a yellow captain. What am I so? I'm close service. I'm looking for my members. Frank is just going like this. Frank is just going. Hey. So, <laughs> you are now apologizing after how many years? So, this guy, none of them answering me. It was so, I was so annoying. You know what I'm talking about? So annoying. Like, why, why can't you just serve God? Like, one guy said, Can't you talk reality things? Can't you serve God? Lord, I should force you to pray. What's wrong with you? They were just annoying me. So one time I went for a meeting. This was my heart. Went for a meeting, cabinet meeting. <laughs> the PCF leader looks at us. Now at that time, I was one person that my PCF leader found it very difficult to rebuke me. So difficult because he knew me in the spirit. <laughs> So he, he, he almost couldn't rebuke me. But one day, it's like something came on him. Stand up. In my mind, have you forgotten? Now, how did I know that he knew me in the spirit? Me, I didn't know anything about that too. But he used to say it himself that I find it so difficult to rebuke you because there's something about you. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, so I, I, I was carrying that design. One day, he just stand up. 
there's something about me. <laughs> so I stood up. I said, where are your members? Hmm. I started. See, when, you, when I call Lisa, she does not pick. When I, I'm, I'm explaining. I'm explaining. And I thought, yes, today is the day I will report all these members. And they will know that I'm the new guy in town. So I told her, I said, the members you gave me, they're not responding. He looked at me. He said, the members are not responding. What are you doing about it? And he added, if we do nothing, nothing will happen. Look, that statement changed my life to today. All of a sudden, I just realized that my destiny was my hand. I just realized that. Why am I listening to my members are not responding? So I just realized that they don't make me. I make the PCU. The Bible, the Bible says the shepherds, they watch their flocks by night. Their flocks by night. Oh, see that on the ground. The angel of the Lord came. And glory showed up. Friday, you said that you are asleep. What? Yeah, yeah, retrust. What? Members will not respond. They will not respond. Cut it frame. Complaining. Dan said, I don't have time to complain. Went to look for Leshem. Where is Leshem? Fire Leshem. Took it. He called it down. He said, my land is not plenty. No problem. No time for complaint. I take it. Giving excuse is easy. Don't lower yourself. It's the simplest thing to do. Hmm. Say, you don't know. You don't know them. These are my members. You don't know them. You don't know them. Say, say you don't know them. So, they will, you will call them. They'll tell you that they're on their way. But you will say that they're not on their way. <laughs> Every night, I was on the park. Ah. Ah. PCU 6. That was the name of my PCU. PCU 6. Some of you are in a hurry to put a Greek name in front of yourself. <laughs> name near the scene where they work. Olikotonu. Olikotonu. Uh, what? Turbines of God. You, you, you get it? Don't be in a hurry. Don't worry. You take the numbers like that. I know somebody whose name is Sel Oikodomio tomorrow. Oikodomio 1, Oikodomio 2. By the time your members mention it, they'll say that this cell, their name is too long. I cannot be here. There was a cell called Chikichita. Is it true? What? Tachitita. Is it still there? <laughs> the name is more important. <laughs> so I was praying every night, praying every night, praying every night, praying every night. Some of you just want to enter a destiny. Ah, I've gone into my destiny. From where? Don't forget your little victories. God will always take you through that road. You will have little victories, little victories. Victory as a cell leader. Sometimes, not even starting from a cell leader. Victory as a cell secretary. 
Because some of you are looking for, oh, I manifest, I manifest, I manifest, I manifest. And you are looking for one something in, in your mind. That was what was wrong with me as a PCU leader. I was thinking that after service, I'm just standing there. Then my members walk up to me. Oh, sir. Oh, sir. No, I said, follow me. Follow me. That, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking that, you know, leadership. That's I'm now a leader. Look here, guy. I'm your cell leader, all right? I'm your PCU leader. Follow me now. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, okay, they, they've cut the land for me, so the people should just respond. But they cut the land for me. The people say, no, we don't know you from anywhere. David stopped coming to church. That's the, that's the thing. David stopped coming to church. So I look at it. I said, Lord God. Every night I was praying. 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 Every, ah, go da ba da ba da. Ka da ba da ba da. In the night, I would cry. And the funny thing, it was so on my mind. When the, there's a baby, a service going on, I said, oh, you are moving forward. I'm not, I'm not thinking of anything. I'm thinking of my PC. Ah, I remember one time, there was a service like that. As pastor was prophesying, I went to take seed from my pocket. Ah, I'm sorry. Father, I'm sowing it for my PC. Ah. You see, when you want to change, you yourself, you will know. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I started getting people. I started having people. All of a sudden, people were, I started having people listen to me. Let me tell you, the people on the list did not necessarily respond, but a new generation emerged. They came. They listened. They, they, they don't let me talk twice. Pastor Becky is one of them. <laughs> Becky, do you remember? Please, come. I like evidence. Was it PCU 6? It was 6. Ah. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. Sir, it was in PCU 6, I started so winning. It was in PCU 6, you started so winning. Yes, sir. Um, we, we were going everywhere. We didn't have anybody. The thing was to just hear go. And then you know you are going. And then if pastor says, okay, we are going. I was not pastor going. at that time. Yes, sir. If brother Enoch says. Brother Enoch says at then that okay, we are going to have a crusade here. It was new to us, but we knew something was going to happen. And everywhere we went, we always had testimonies, miracles, the healings. I remember Brother Gabby was part. Yes. The healings was was amazing. I remember St. Peter's for the very first time. The night was something else. It was in a school where um they didn't allow things like that, but that night. It really changed the school. I think that's where Bishop Felix even came from, yeah. from that night. You, you went with me to that, that meeting, right? Yes, sir. Wow. It's you six. And it all came from people not responding to me. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I was, I'm saying this to say, no excuse is valid. You're explaining too much. Oh, Pastor, you don't really understand. You're all this. I have... Insomnia, insomnia, so I cannot really sleep early. Meanwhile, you're insomnia because you're watching movie. Vodafone insomnia. Who wants to ask a question? Because I, I like to be practical. What I'm sharing with you is practical, something that you can go and do at home. That's what I'm, 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 I was telling Eugenia. I said, you can finish this day at this time. Go and sleep. Put your phone away and go and sleep because you know that you need to wake up to do. It's part of your itinerary. Okay, can you say that? You work in an office. Can you say that? Okay, uh, you, are, you are not going to office in the first three hours because you had prayer meeting in the night. You see, so your office routine, you, you see it as something that is compulsory you must do. Why don't you add this to the compulsory thing that must be done? It's because you know that God is not standing behind with a cane that if you don't do it. <laughs> you know that God is not lashing people, so you are just, uh, just there. Uh, you misbehave, you just there. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> spoil the road, spoil the <laughs> Wow. All right, who has a question? Practical question. I'm looking at okay. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. Pastor, please, can I do the um, devotion and sleep? Like, wake up at three and do it and sleep. So far, it's not going to be 10 hours of sleep. Yeah, but if you look at maybe, for example, for example, there are times that, let's say, I have an all night. And for the past days, that's what I've been doing. I have an all night. I know that if I sleep now and I wake up, maybe like I'm about to sleep by five. If I sleep now and wake up, it, it will be some way. So I will do it before I sleep. You understand? The, 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 the motive is you have to be loyal. Just be loyal to, to what you told God and be loyal to the time. Don't introduce excuses to your spirit. So if you gave God five, the point is you must be there at five. That's the point. Regardless of whatever. When you do that, I would say to the fraud, God is fraud. When you do that, anytime you need God to show up for you, whatever, you and him have history of you showing up, whatever the case. Until you understand this about God, your work with God will never have a direction. That's one thing about God. His loyalty, God's loyalty. When God sees it, you can, bank, you can count on it. You can bank on it. The same way. God wants you to be the same way. When you say it, God wants you to have integrity in what you said. You get it? Have I answered you? Thank you. All right. Who else? I think one more question. Okay. Let's walk someone there. Hey. It's from PCU6. William, Thank you. how are you? I'm fine, thanks. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, my question is in relation to prayer, right? <laughs> Go ahead. So, um, like you mentioned with the thing with um, Pastor Becky. So, here comes a case where I'm praying for my members. Yeah. And I have a few that are a bit unresponsive. And after some time, they've been under my... Um, discipleship for a while, they've learned a lot of things, they've applied them, and then they come and they see probably they prefer being in their mother church because they like to go back. Would God still hold me accountable for those people? You know, one of the things that about God, one of the things about God is God never forces anybody to do anything. The same way, um, God knows when something is within your jurisdiction when it's not within your jurisdiction. For example, sometimes when people say things like that, you know, they're about to walk outside the will of God. Sometimes when they say that, they actually don't want to go to church again. They are looking for a way to say something so that you don't bother them again. You see, so these are all factors. The main thing is what is behind what they are saying. That's the main thing. What's behind what they are saying? Because to be frank with you, there's nothing in heaven or on earth, especially in the books of God, there's nothing called Mother Church. Maybe you are sitting and you are thinking like that. There's nothing like that. It shows that you don't understand the Bible. God puts us in places by his election. I've told you, I mean, some of you know. My dad is a pastor in another church. Why didn't I follow him to his church? In fact, we had, a, when I was going, ah, we, had a, we had issues concerning it. There were times I used to sleep. I will sleep outside. Because he says that you are going for prayer meeting. You, are, you, are not, you will not sleep in this house. So I sleep outside. After a while, my mother bailed me out. When I sleep outside, she will open the car. So I sleep in the car. You know, mother's sneaky. So she, she, uh, she doesn't want to have a problem with her husband. So 
but she also loves to, you know. So she will open the car. So I'll come out and sleep in the car. Now, you are back. You, you barely cannot sleep because mosquitoes and things, you cannot sleep. These are about three. By five, they expect you to wake up and do your chores. Or you think I didn't do chores. You think I came from the heaven or what? <laughs> they expect you to wake up and do your chores. And you wake up and whether you are angry or whatever it is, you are going to do what you are going to do. You know, until, you know, it became a normal thing. I was just always doing it. And I was glad to go through that for Christ. Now, not only because anybody can, you know, be carnal and say, oh, it, um, is it not the same God? You, 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 you're just, you know, like defeating what you're saying. Now, you need to understand that the fact that something is good doesn't mean that that's what God wants for you. When you want to know where you're supposed to be, one of the key things is when you know, you notice where you start growing. I was talking to one lady. The parents got healed in one of our meetings. And I asked her a question. I said, after she got healed, why didn't you bring her to church? Because you know what? The sickness returned. I said, why didn't you bring her to church? The considerations why they will not come to church always has to do with mother church. They grew up there. They have friends there. They know people there. They don't want to live there. Yet, the message that will sustain what you receive, because if you go to a place, for example, that doesn't have a message of faith, how will you keep your healing? 98% of the people here have no affiliation to Christ whatsoever. 98%. Because it has to do with what God is doing, not Mother Church. So to them, to them, it's not about, um, it's not about, the, like, you know, God's plan. Where does God want me to be? Where does God want me to grow? You know, it's not about that. Who God has sent to me. Because your man of God is sent to you. Your man of God is sent to you. Not about what, who God has sent to me. To them, it's about either proximity the church is close by. Meanwhile, when you were going to school, you didn't choose the school that was close by. Some of you have universities close to your house in Kaswa. Some of you have primary schools that was, in fact, your house, just behind the house. In front of your house, there was primary school. Meanwhile, your father took you out of the place. So you are deceiving yourself. It's only when it comes to God that you want to do just anything. It's where, about where you're going. It's not about just participation. I went to church, they clap hands. They went, they saw. I called a lady like that. In fact, I, I led someone to Christ, and the person said, the person got to know about, about you know, our ministry through that person. So I said, give me the person's number. I will call the person. I said, she said this is Pastor Enoch, Pastor Enoch, Pastor Enoch. I said, yeah, Pastor Enoch. See you, I see. I see. Ah, I cannot believe Pastor Enoch. So I asked her, what was the last time you went to church? She said, hmm, Pastor Enoch. You know, I was coming, I was coming, I was coming. And my mother said, you should go to the mother church. So you, 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 you stepped off. Yes. Then the Spirit of God gave me a word for her. I said, God said, you should, you should go back to your first love. He said, Pastor, no, I've not gone to church for six months. You are following what is not in, uh, necessary. I follow what is not important. Instead of you, he said, no. Since I started going here, I'm growing. I'm knowing the scriptures more. I've become a, a more committed Christian. That is where God sent you to. In fact, I said, ah, there are issues. The issues is what shows that God sent you there. No, you want to go, if you want to manage this now, there's no issue now. There's no issue. That's what the devil wants. He wants to, yeah, go ahead. No issue. Once you start going where, you know, what is in line with your destiny, God says you should go, go to, yeah, this person is your man of God. The first day I saw Pastor Chris' picture behind the rhapsody, I just knew that's my pastor. Just knew that's my pastor. You know the, the funny thing about, about these kind of spiritual things? Listening to Pastor Chris, he doesn't have to teach me everything. 
but I can know many things. Why? Because when he sent to you, he has the grace to impart to you things he has not even said. He says, I will give you pastors according to my own heart, which shall feed you, not preach to you. The pastor doesn't preach to you, he feeds you. It's a spiritual thing. He feeds you with knowledge and understanding. I went to eight churches before I went to Pastor Jonas Church. Eight churches. No, I mean, my fire was not... Up to now, you can see that it's, it's still there. My fire, because I was looking for something, I had not found it. Ah, Monday, I'm in a prophetic church. Tuesday, I'm in a, this thing. Wednesday, ha, ah, I could not take it. Ah, my fire. I wanted to be anywhere they are preaching. So when I see someone preaching on the street, I'll go and stand there. Ah. As I kept doing it and doing it and doing it, one day I went to buy, I wanted to buy a book. And this, this, this was what God always knows. It's like the burning bush. God always knows how to, you know, you know, tickle our curiosity. You know what happened? A friend of mine called Egoli. Egoli was always telling us that he has seen Jesus. So I thought that, why? Why Jesus is not appearing to me? So now I started looking for books. So I went to the bookshop. That bookshop I entered to, uh, I entered... There was good morning, Holy Spirit. And the woman told me that if you read this book, God will appear to you. Wow! I grabbed it. <laughs> On the left, I saw a book, When God Visits You. I said, this one too. She said, yes! <laughs> she was selling her book. <laughs> <laughs> so, I picked the book. I locked my door. Today is today. Something will appear to me. So, Pastor Ben, he was talking about how, you know, there was something shaking on his door. This, so, I look around. Hey, is it now? Is it coming out? Is it coming out? Then I heard a certain sound. But, no, no, it was a boy who was playing football behind my house. The guy, I heard a certain sound. Four. Oh, Pastor. It's coming. It's coming. So I, I was just waiting for God to appear to me after I finished reading Good Morning Holy Spirit to Nati appeared. And I read When God Visits You. But that was different for me. It was different for me. Yet still, because I was still wanted Jesus to appear, like this was something. So I went to the bookshop again and I told the woman, does she have another book of this pastor? She said, oh, that's her church. I said, oh, wow. I said, so if I go and see this pastor, she said, yes. So if I go, I'll see the pastor. Say yes, I'll see the pastor. Yeah. I said, say, say yes, I'll see the pastor. Wow. That day, I went to call my friend. I said, tonight, is the, it was a Friday night. I dressed. I just entered the place. Where is he? Show him to me now. He appeared on the screen. Nah, that's not what I'm talking about. So on the screen. But you know what? So many things caught my attention that day. So many things come my attention that day. One of it is ladies praying. So while I was still waiting for to see the man, but I was still fascinated by the ladies praying and the, the way that the people spoke. Like somebody met his friend and the guy had, you know those times they used to have pen drive. The pen drive would be around your neck. Your little children. <laughs> pen drive would be around your neck. That's coming. <laughs> those times, pen drive. If pen drive is around your neck, you are a G. So... <laughs> like you are the IT guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the guy put around his neck. So he, the, the other guy sees him and he's like, 
Oh, you got a pen drive of grace. I've never heard anything like that. Wow, pen drive of grace? Hey! Then the guy said, oh, yours is a belt of righteousness. Wow! I've never heard anything like that. All I know is that people insult people. No, they never knew that. Yeah, no, you know, when you are in an environment like this and always you hear lifting words, it becomes normal. When you go out there, the slightest thing is an insult. The slightest thing is that you don't have sense. You know, in fact, when you are even um, being funny for people to laugh, they call you a fool. Ah, you fool or who? <laughs> don't accept people telling you those kind of things. <laughs> You're a fool. <laughs> Me. <laughs> uh, joking. So that's how that's how I I came in. So that's the day I saw the the persecution on the screen. He was casting on devils. I was fascinated by that as well. So then they mentioned that there's a senior pastor who will be on Sunday. He will be on Sunday. I said, Ah, so it's not the man himself. There's another. I said, Okay, let me still come. So I still came because I was still fascinated by all the things I'd seen around, and also the. The church hall had AC. <laughs> Most churches I had gone to, they don't have AC. It's hot and they use natural. <laughs> and so I, I was fascinated by the church with AC. Wow, this is like so like cool. So I got there that day. As I sat there that day, I was so full. For some reason, this place was different. I'd been to many places. Everywhere I've gone to, they said they are shooting the devil. They are... Yeah, I'm telling you. They are either shooting the devil, they are this, you know. And one thing I noticed about them was that the people they are delivering on Monday are the same they are delivering on Wednesday. And the same people are they are still delivering at the all night. Like these people have many demons, oh. Is it? They have legion of demons. And these people are very, very serious. And so even so what even made the whole thing, there was one guy. Ah, he was speaking tongues. He was speaking tongues. He was, he was quite muscular. And he had, you know, those kind of tongues that they put their hand on their head. The guy was speaking tongues, speaking tongues. And when, they, when the prophet says, starts doing fire, 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 the guy will scatter chairs. Ah! One day, he scattered the plastic chairs. It broke, cuts and blood was just flowing. I said, if this is the anointing, please. And I was never falling and, and scattering chest. So I, think, I, was, I was thinking, am I wicked? Is there, is, what's wrong with me? You know? But the day I came to Christ, I said, the, the pastor was just singing, singing. Ah, the choir. I saw the choir. They were singing. They were, everybody looked so happy. Wow. If you are coming here for the very first time, I stood up. And I told him, I said, I want to join the choir. They said, I have to do foundation school. I said, where do they do it? <laughs> I was so interested. You see, that day, Pastor Bill and I preached on the anointing. I'd never heard anything like that. <laughs> could not believe it. I said, I'm going to be here. It, I, it, there was a witness in my spirit. See, there's a place for you. Names will not grow in clay. See, there's a place for you. Did it come, did it, did it, did it come you know, on a silver platter? Definitely not. Definitely not. I had, to, I, had to, I had to win many battles. To win many battles. I was so addicted to listen to Pastor Chris. I was so addicted. I would listen to him on Sunny FM, 3 o'clock. Oh. Those are real new. You don't know what I'm talking about. 
TV Africa. Crystal TV. And the message is there. I had plenty. And I put the CD. Those times it was CD. I put it in my laptop like this. Watch it. Watch it. The ones I used to like were the miracles. Glory of his presence. Chronicles of miracles. Atmosphere for miracles. Those are the ones I used to watch. I used to watch it a lot. Messages. There was a message that we watched in church. And at the original pastor was not in church, so we watched Pastor Chris. That day, Pastor Chris preached on the fullness of God. That was the first time I was hearing this scripture. Ye a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Ah, I walked home that day. I was saying it to myself. I'm a chosen generation. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. I'm coming from a church where people are telling us that you are nobody before God. And all of a sudden, I get to hear that I'm somebody to God. I couldn't, I couldn't keep quiet. I went back home. I told my mom. I said, they, they have been telling us that we are nobody. We are somebody. He said, hey, we are somebody. I opened the scripture. I opened the scripture. He said, we who were not once a people are now a people. I said, this is the word of God. So sometimes you can find yourself at that junction of trying to make a decision. And a lot of the time, sometimes, 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 you know, I know one of the uh, biggest battles to fight in reaching your destiny, one of the biggest ones you will fight is your family. Well, that's one of the biggest. Can we pray it away? Definitely not. Because Jesus said, a man's greatest enemies will be the one of his household. And Jesus Christ said, don't think for a second that I have come to bring peace. He said, he said I came to bring the sword. He said, Father against I fought my part of the battle. I stood my ground. I stood my ground. It was tough. One day, my dad came to church. He said, when people come to me, say, Pastor, my mother said, you come and see you. She should come. My dad came to church. This time I'm telling you, it's years ago. My dad came to church. Our leader at that time, Brother Ben, he knelt down in front of Abeno and begged my dad. Because he said he's looking for Pastor Dorinawa. And what have they done to his son? He said, they are brainwashers. Brainwashing. I needed it. <laughs> I needed my brain to be washed. What has that brain done for me? <laughs> so when you come here, we brainwash you, we spirit fill you. Yes. Still, this is your brain. What has your brain done? The key thing is God sends a man to you. That's a key thing. Listening to him will never be like listening to any other person. You can get information from every other person but you get the impartation from him. Are you seeing? So it's actually a thing that needs to be, you know, sometimes, this was, for example, there was a, a lady in the um, international church. She started, you know, she was so committed. Every time, you know, she found herself very close to the mother. They are very, very close. And she's white. Very close to the mother. And the report I got was that got to a time, you know, the mom's seeing her always praying. Because that lady will always be in our morning prayer, whether we are doing morning prayer, afternoon prayer, every day. That lady is always there, almost the, the first person to always be around. So every time the mother has seen her praying. So be, before, they were always spending time together as mother, daughter, you know, spending time together in Canada, you know. Now, this time around, she's seen the daughter away 
always praying, always praying in tongues. The mother couldn't take it. The mother couldn't take it. Started separating. Ah, no, no, just stop the church. So when there was a rift, the lady came and told her cell leader that, please, myself and my mom used to have a very good relationship. If because of church, that relationship said she cannot do it. So you see, this kind of person has gotten the opportunity to choose between the Lord and the family. And she chose the family. Jesus Christ said, any man who loves his family, I'm paraphrasing, his family more than me, is not worthy of me. I am not coming to set you against your parents. There was a wisdom with which I handled mine. Part that I'll stop going there, I'll not stop going there. But when I come back to I apologize. I never disrespected them, but I made sure that my love for God was loud enough. Different things will happen, different threats. Different threats will happen. Different things. Some you manage them with wisdom. It's only a matter of time. Anybody who has gone through that phase will tell you that it's only a matter of time. Later, they will, they will thank you for not giving up. So sometimes, some brethren, knowing fully well that Pastor Enoch is my pastor. This is my church. This is my family. Knowing fully well that this is where God gave them. But they don't want to face what it will come with. They don't want to face it. They'll prefer peace. I want peace. When it comes to your destiny and where God wants you to be. I always like to say that your mother doesn't hate you. She thinks what she's doing is in your, in, in your interest. See, she thinks what she's doing in your interest. She doesn't know the pastor. You see, she doesn't know the church. That's why she's saying what she's saying. Most people, most people who have been able to convince their parents to follow them to church, they left them alone. After they came, they said, okay. Yeah, most people. One time, one, one, one couple came here like this. You were coming to report their daughter and deal with me. In fact, the, the story I got was that from the house. Today, we will kill that pastor. We will go to that pastor. Okay. They came here. And they came to sit here. So, pastor, you see. So, pastor, so what, what, you know? We just want you to talk to her. Just talk to her. You know why? You know, because people don't know who a man of God is. We don't know who a man of God is. They are different people. There are people who can write rubbish about me online. If they see me, they can't say there. It is an honor that God gives. It's, it's, it's an honor that a man of God, a man of God has. You can say whatever you like, you cannot say in front of me. Always fight to be where God has put you. Because that's where all your blessing will come from. Me, because God puts me in this ministry. When it comes to uh, devotional, only Rhapsody can help me. But some people will read Rhapsody and go and read Daily Bread, Daily Cocoa, Daily, daily Akara, Daily Kose. You, you have read everything. It's not, the, it's not the volume of the ones you read that causes anything to happen in your life. It's not the volume. It's in God puts you here. So this is what will make you grow. It's, it's tailored for you. You see. You and say I'm in the right place. Any other question? There are more questions that are coming. Let me see. Yeah, let me hear from you. Thank you, sir. I know I've answered some people's questions in their hearts. Right? Yeah.
Thank you, sir. Um, sir, please, with a devotion, let's say you call for 21 days and you pray at dawn. And my devotion is 5.30 to 6. And my day starts, let's say, at 6.10. So what happens? Your day starts at 16. Yes. And I've called for prayer. But I just answered with this lady. I said, just wake up earlier. Say, no, like... <laughs> you said what? It eats into the time. Okay, okay. The prayer eats yes. into the time. Yes. <laughs> you know me now. <laughs> okay. Um, it's either you wake up earlier or you shift it. But the truth is that you can't replace it. Because what we've prayed with pastor, I've done my personal money devotion. Nothing replaces it. So for the next 30 days there, endurance, nothing will happen to you. You'll be fine, sound and... Let's say thank you. Thank you. Someone lifted a hand there. Thank you, pastor, for the opportunity. And pastor, please, you shared your experience or testimony of how... Um, when you started praying, when certain members were not responding, like yeah. God raised a new generation, yeah. like Pastor Becky and her generation, he yeah. listened to you. So, sir, please, at what point um, did you realize that you have to, like, at what point did you realize that you had to shift your attention from the old people to... At every point. <laughs> <laughs> now, I didn't give up on them. If they came around, I'll receive them. But... My mind was not on them. You see, sometimes leaders make the mistake of yeah, everything is that member. Most often than not, that person, if you're a leader, always check this thing. When maybe your topmost giver, everything you go to you go, uh, the topmost giver, sell venue, she the pay. After a while, God removed the person. Why? Because you are God's focus. You, the leader, you are God's focus. God wants you to always set your eye on him. You see, always set your eye on him. Give me Psalm 104. Psalm 104. All right. Verse 21. Look at it. Verse 21. The young lions roar after their prey and seek their meat from God. So, what he's telling is that the young lion, even though he's roaring after prey, He's looking at the provision from God. So, even though a cell leader can, you know, put all, all things together, his focus is on God. It's God who brings the present. Because sometimes you can, as a leader, have maybe like some three dangerous guys that you say that, ah, we are bringing 200 people to church and those three guys will make it happen. After a while, God, God will cause something to happen. Why? Because you are no longer looking at God, you are looking at them. Right? Very true. No, that, that, that's one thing about God. God will never allow you to look at man. He will never allow you to look at man. So once you see that the, you, you, are, you are getting some fit in people, God will remove the person. It can be your uncle who is paying your fees. Your uncle told you. So me, I don't take, I promise, someone promised me, you know, um, there was a lady, there was a lady who came to see me and she came to share her testimony the last time. She came to share testimony. Look at it. She came to me. I'm sure she's probably listening or she's here. She said, so before she came to me and said, Pastor, Pastor, no, I went to see my son. My son said, told me to come and see you. Pastor, I have tried to do this, 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 this. She's trying to enter something. 
like a like a school. She's trying to enter. I've tried to enter the school, but I'm always receiving a certain paper. Joking. Joking. He said, Pastor, this is the part I got. I got what was wrong. Pastor, but I'm not a dull student. I'm a bright student. I'm a good student. I don't know why I'm only good to I said, that is your problem. Your problem is that you are a good student, you are a bright student, and that is where your faith is in. Where is God in everything you said? If you enter the school, you will say you are a good student. That's why you went there. I said, go and, I told her, go and fast and pray. This day, this day, this day. She went. Just a week, she went faster than just a week she entered the school. And seek their meat from God. As a leader, never depend on your members for anything. Because they can disappoint you. Sometimes God will even help them to disappoint you. God will inspire them in the night. Disappoint your leader. Disappoint your leader. I mean, to see how sometimes a leader will know that maybe uh, 10 people are coming from this area. You will go there confident. The 10 does not come from there. But some way, somehow, it comes from another place. God is teaching you. Sometimes some people don't know that these are all lessons. One thing that God has helped me to do is always recognize when he's teaching me something. So I don't waste my lessons. So there are some, some bitter lessons God will show you. Don't waste them. How did, I, how did I make this mistake? Just show you. Never ever make this mistake. Don't depend on people. Never depend on people. On people. No matter what it is, no matter who promises me. Because sometimes people can say, you know, sir, um, I'm going to bring 40 people. Say, I'm going to bring 50 people. I'm going to bring 60 people. I'm going to bring 70. By the time we gather all together, it's 1,000. No matter what they say, I'm still going to the Holy Spirit. Because they can wake up in the morning and say they are not doing it again. So I'm never the mercy of any member. Never. Never the mercy of any leader. Never the mercy of any member. I look to God. The young lions roar after their prey and seek their meat from God. Have I answered you? Yes, please. Thank you. So even though those members were not responding, they were not my focus. If they come around, of course not. I'll call them sometimes. And my focus is praying for them. Now, this is the... the this is the... Write this, write this three, four things. This is the thing. Sometimes someone say, I don't have time to pray for my members. Or how do I pray? You know, for example, when it comes to this, those kind of things, when you have a strict regimen of spiritual activity, you always find time to pray for your members. For example, I, I'm, let's say I'm doing 30 minutes of personal morning devotion. The next 30 minutes, what am I doing? I can pray. So if I have that as a strict regimen, I can include praying for my members in that 30 minutes. Okay. Mayola came to see me about something. No, sit down, sit down. She came to see me about something about her prayer life. And, you know, right? and I said, you are making things difficult for yourself. Because sometimes you just want to wake up and pray three hours. And that's not sustainable. It's if your work... If uh, the work you are doing is not prayer contractor, that's not sustainable. You have work, you have other things you must do, and God understands all that. What do you do? If you want to pray three hours in a day, so I told her what to do. What do you do? What does he do? 
Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. So, sir, please. So, I spoke to you about school and work and everything. And he said I should have um, at least 30 minutes in my day concerning allocating to um, what, I, what I want to see concerning um, my fellowship and prayer. So, I spoke to you. And so, um, <laughs> I had, during the day, I allotted um, 30 minutes of time of my time to prayer and I realized that at the end of the day I'm able to achieve at least three to four hours of prayer. When you do at different times of the day, 30 minutes there, 30 minutes here, 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there, you will do more yes, than you are looking for the ample three hours. So if I have that, if I have that, if I have that, let's say I have morning, I have 30 minutes in the morning, in the afternoon, maybe where I work, I have a break time of one hour. Let me take 30 minutes out of it. I have another prayer time there. When I close work by five, I have maybe 30 minutes there. And later in the evening, I have another 30 minutes. That's two hours. Okay. There, the prayer strategy you now implore for whether it is your, um, whether it is your members, whether it is your, so let's say I'm, I'm, I'm targeting the leaders, cell leaders. All right. So let's say I'm praying for cell leaders. There was a time I did that. So I want to pray for cell leaders. So every morning, once after my, right after my personal morning devotion, I start praying for cell leaders. So what's the prayer strategy I'm using now? Let me show you the book of Luke. Luke chapter 11. All right. Luke chapter 11. Let's look at verse 6. I'll read the King James and I'll read it in the Passion Translation. All right. For, um, from verse 5. Now Jesus was teaching concerning the Lord's Prayer. All right, uh, verse 4, so we can get it. Verse 4. So Jesus was teaching them the Lord's Prayer. When he finished, he added something. So he says, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Verse 5. And he said unto them, that means he's teaching something further than the Lord's Prayer. He's not telling them, you know what, I've just taught you this, but let's go a little deeper, Okay. And he said unto them, which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, friend, lend me three loaves. Verse 6. For a friend of mine in his journey has come to me and I have nothing to say before him. Verse 7. And he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. Verse 8. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend. Yet, because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needed. This one, King James is not hitting home. Passion translation. I'll start from verse 6. Passion translation. I'll preach a message on this. Maybe when I'm done with foundations, I'll tell you the title of the message before it comes. A friend just arrived at my house unexpectedly and I have nothing to serve him. But your friend says, why are you bothering me? The door is locked and my family and I are all in bed. Do you expect me to get up and give you our food? But listen, because of your shameless impudence, that is the title of the message, shameless impudence. Because of your shameless impudence, other versions say, because of, I think NLT says, shameless persistence. So, let's say that 30 minutes in the morning, you want to pray for your, your members. When you wake up in that morning, shameless persistence will you can continue that for two months. Every morning, they will transform. 
Unless prayer does not work, they will transform. I know what I'm saying. You put their names there. You pray. You pray. That 30 minutes. You pray. You pray 30 minutes. The next day, 30 minutes. So you see that. So you see something that it is impossible to grow spiritually without discipline. It is impossible to have spiritual, you know, um, milestones without discipline. You require that that morning discipline. That discipline to say that I'm gossiping with my friend, but my alarm says, bling, 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 it is time for prayer. How can I stop it? Can I stop that conversation and say, you know what? I need to go now. I have prayer. Can I stop it? I'm doing something. My alarm, my alarm always rings 15 minutes before the prayer time. When, bling, 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 no matter what I'm doing, I need to start rounding off. No matter what, it is something that you introduce to your spirit. Integrity. Before I needed my alarm to wake me up in the morning. Now I don't need it again. It's just there for, for sure. Usually I now even wake up before the alarm. My body has now caught the message. So, I told you. It's Android, right? Yeah, I have it, so there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, that's the one I use. The iPhone is. You there? So you realize that it changed your prayer life when you were doing those prayers. Yeah, is the long prayer important? Yes, there are times you do that. There are times that you say that today is fire for fire. 12 hours. It's great. If you want to do 12 hours every day, you'll be broke. <laughs> but you don't want to go to work. <laughs> Jeffrey. I'll take from Jeffrey. Thank you, Pastor. Um, so my question is in relation to the question that guy asked about um, mother churches. So what you said, I mean, for us, we have the training, so it made sense to us, but to a new, like, believer, I have that issue. My friends, when I invite them to church, they come once, twice, and then it's like, I want to go back to my church. What can I say practically to them? Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. That's what I'll say. Pray for them. Because most of them, they are not going spiritually. There's nothing going on in their lives spiritually. And knowing that this is a place that some pressure will be giving them to grow, they are running away from it. We pray for them. No, most of them, it is they are running away. It's not most of them. I know I, I've been pastoring for a while. I know. Okay. I've answered you. Pray for them. Pray for them. And when it comes to praying for them, shameless persistence. Shameless persistence. That 30 minutes every morning, you mention his name. You mention a name. You are on them. You are crying. You are on it. In the beginning, it will look like nothing has happened. And you know what? I like to do it like this. Because I always like to check when it happened. I like to do it. Day one. Day two. Day three. I'm on Akusia for... Or maybe Akusia and John. I'm on it. I'm on it. Sometimes day 40. Then you start seeing Akusia changing. Then I, I, I always say that it is in day 40 that Akusia changed. You can put, you can paste the names of your stomach members in your room. You pray for them. When you are passing by, you lay hands on the name. Take it! Somebody say shameless persistence. You see, so you see, it is your indiscipline that is stunting your spiritual growth and resource. One of the things that fights against resources is laziness. Remember the parable of the talent. The reason why the guy didn't go anywhere, Jesus Christ diagnosed it. 
He said, you wicked and slothful. Slothful. When you see a leader who is not having results constantly, there is some laziness inside. Last question. The lady at the back there. I'm, I'm picking by the spirit, so don't worry. Has today's midweek been a blessing? Yeah. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. Thank you, too. <laughs> you did what? I really hated my dad. You hated your dad? Yeah. I okay. didn't want to see him. I didn't want to talk to Were him. Were you here during a uh, great faith convention? <laughs> Were you here? Yes, please, oh, I was here. You were not delivered? <laughs> By then, I was okay. So, I don't know what's happened. Whenever we have online meetings, that is when he, he wants to have arguments with me, telling me I've changed since I started Christ and Bazi, and I'll be stopping. So, I was in foundation school. That was Monday. When he just came and then started, he called for a meeting. My mom, dad, and younger sister. Sorry, my mom, my younger sister, and I telling us about things, and then he was telling me that I've changed, so he's going to let me stop. So I sent a message to my cell leader that I can't bear this again because it's too much. I've prayed for my dad since I gave my life to Christ. I've... Shameless persistence. Uh-huh. I've sown several seeds, and I was... Let me tell you something. First Peter chapter 3. So this will help you how to deal with family members, especially when verse 1. Likewise, ye wives. I know you're not wife, you're a daughter, but this is all family setting. Likewise, ye wives. Why? Because what he's about to talk about now will help if you are dealing in a family setting. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, that means if your husband is not a Christian or does not regard the word of God, he said. They also may without the word be won by the conversation of their wives. That means what God is trying to tell you is that when it comes to family setting, how you win your father, how you win your mother, your character has a lot to do with it. Let me tell you something. Your mother, your father, they don't hate you. They've been taking care of you since you were a child. They don't hate you. So there's no point hating them. Do you know what it means that I have thousand Ghana cities. I would have loved to spend it on myself, but I have a child, I have to feed them. So, that, so I reduce their money. They make a lot of sacrifices for us. They don't hate us. But this is the challenge sometimes. Sometimes they think they know everything. Our parents sometimes think they know everything. But it's not so. They don't know everything. And sometimes they realize their mistakes and they, and, they, and, they, and they change along the line. How many of you have seen your father change along the line? Your mother change along the line? Yeah. It's actually, they change because they, they, they realize many things, like sometimes, even how to relate to us. Me, for instance, when I was growing up, my parents used to compare me a lot in the area I'm coming. I was a good student, but even if I get 90% and someone in the area got 94, they will compare me to the person. You don't get the best out of me when you compare me. You get the best of me when you encourage me. And sometimes I felt like, you guys don't know me. If you want me to do well, you know, and to them, they thought if they, if they compare him, he will be provoked. No, I will leave it. <laughs> you understand? And sometimes, sometimes, you know, and, and especially in this cultural setting, you can't advise your parents. But so you want to tell them that, look, how you are going about this thing, it does, it will not work. But the, 
how they will accept that they were wrong is very hard. But they are your parents. But this is the thing. If your father said you have changed because you started going to Christmas, it's not a good thing. You are definitely doing something wrong. Let me tell you about our parents. Your parents always treat you like a child if you, don't give them, if you give them reason to. If they make all the choices for you at this age, it means they don't trust your choices. So you need to give them the reason to trust your choices. This is beside demonic activity. I'm not talking about the natural setting. You need to give them reason to trust your choices. So I taught somebody something, and I said it at camp. I said, start by, when they give you money, save things. Save some and start buying things inside the house. They'll say, mm, our girl is growing. After a while, when they start trusting your choices, they will trust the choice you made to attend church here. Now, what is happening is that they don't trust your choice. Now, this is it. You have to understand that. Now, when he said that, they without the, uh, the word will win their husband by the conversation of the wives. Go back to that scripture. Let me read it again. It means this man is not interested in your prayer. This man is not interested in your, your, your word, your rhapsody. He's not interested in it. He's only interested in one thing because the people of the world have an idea of what a Christian is like. So, for example, if you used to do your house chores at 6 p.m. Or let's say 6 p.m., yes. Now, since you started coming to church, you don't do it till 11. You've changed. And your Christianity is not speaking to them. It's making it look like, you know, since you started going to church safe, you have even become worse. You have become dirtier. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the person. The person has become dirty. So the person is looking at, when you were not going to church safe, you were a better person. But since you started going to church, I mean, because you have one meeting or the other, you've become dirty. No, you now have to add some extra work on yourself because people are watching you. So if your father said you have changed, it means he's watching you. So, there was a lady. She's sitting around here. Her mom came to see me. And the mom said, she's around, you know. Yeah, she's here. So the mom came to see me. Give her a microphone. I want to ask her a question. When the mom came to see me, you know, she had a point. So, the mom came, the mom came to me. And the mom, this was a classic example. Mom actually said, I think she told your auntie that when she comes, she's come to talk to the pastor. She's come to talk to the pastor. When she goes right here, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor. In fact, when I came, I'm so happy. As I see all the people serving the Lord, I'm so happy. So, you know, my daughter can be here, you see. But, Pastor, she does not do this. But she said she does it. Now, to her, she said she does it. But the mother probably is not seeing it. Showing people love and they receiving it are very important. To show them love, if they, they cannot perceive what you are saying as love, you, 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 you did not drive your point home. Otherwise, it's another kind of selfishness. Ah, but I have done it. No, there are some drama you must act in the house. <laughs> there are some drama you must act out if the issue is maybe cleaning. I'm just giving as an example. Clean. They say, ah, you don't clean. Oh, you know you clean, but maybe at the time they don't see you, so they think you don't clean. Wait, when they are around. Mm. 
If I could afford to pay for everything you gave to me, it still be with that because they are there that day, you will mop. It's because the world you bought, you gave me. Oh, if you be singing, you is drama, you are acting. When you finish, Daddy, is there anything you want me to do today? You see, these are, you have to know the wisdom of living with an authority. Because a lot of people are not taught the wisdom of living on, on authority. Mommy, is there anything, is there anything you want me to do? I want to, ah, are you sure? Oh, everything has been done. Are you sure? Anytime you want something to be done, just call me. No, you are thinking, ah, already now they give you so many things to do. You are thinking, don't say, just say it. Just say it. It's a wisdom. The Bible says, David behaved himself wisely in the house of Saul. Behaved himself wisely. Once he was with Saul, there was a wisdom. Remember that they don't yet trust your choices. They need to accept you before they can accept your message. Rather, they should say that, ah, ever since my daughter attended Christ, the way she has become hardworking. That's, the, that's what you need to do to save where God put you. Did you hear me? Yes, please. Did you catch it? Yes, please. The drama. Say drama. Drama. There's drama. You're a guy. Since you start coming to church, you don't wash your father's car again. <laughs> Who are you expecting to uh, uh, wash it? Angel Mustafa. <laughs> and I said, don't wash the car when he's not around. Wait. He has just woken up. From the depth of my heart, Lord, I say, when you finish, Daddy, I want to go and see the car if you want me to wash it again. <laughs> Are you seeing Dr. Albert is standing close to you right there? You know what he was doing? You know what he was doing? Because me, I had already passed my exam. Everybody write their exam. I came to church and I brought him, but I had already passed my, I'd passed my persecution. So it was now his turn. They were giving it to him. They were giving it to him. Then I saw what he was doing. Romantic messages. You'll be sending my dad romantic messages. I love you so much, daddy. Thank you for being the best dad in the world. So one day I was sitting with my dad. My dad won't reply to you, but one day I was sitting with my dad. Eh, eh, yeah, no, I sent me a message with. It has entered me. Some of you, some of you, your dad has never heard I love you from your mouth before. Shame. The only person you have been telling that. <laughs> See, till today, till today, till today, I still send my dad messages to thank him for taking care of me. I can imagine the romantic message that will be flying tonight. But your father will think that you're coming to ask for money. <laughs> yeah, you think you're coming to ask for money. Because see, see how when you do that, you get the money. Do continue it. This one, don't attach anything to it. Daddy, I want to thank you so much. Drama is key in life. Scripture is a script. Script is for acting. I see that thing. Script. the thing. Some of you don't know how to act. You don't know how to act. Like choir. Choir will be doing praise night. They will be doing praise service. They can't act. 
You know, everybody's watching you. You'll be singing a song. From the dead. I know they'll change after their come. From my heart, blood I sing. They'll be singing it. There's some of the people. Of your awesome hand. You are more than words can say. Put the, they put the camera on that person. Every look out to me. Then another person at the back there. Power and might belong to you. Glory and strength. Then one person close to them. I in your dwelling place. Then you make the other person look like he's overreacting. <laughs> Splendor and great. This guy really is very good. Daniel, come. I'll be for you, Lord. Honor and wealth. Give him a microphone. Comes from you. Do it, do it. Let him see. Do it. Great King of all. God of all flesh. Created of all. Glorify you, Lord God of hosts, the great I am, Father of love, we glorify you. There's someone who will be standing close to him. Great is your power, great is your love. What's that? You, people are watching you. You have to act. So then everybody will now go from the depth of my heart, Lord, I sing. I'm coming to what love all singers. Even the people standing behind the main, while the song is going on, it's not, it's not their time to sing, but they are showing you. Response is important in love. If you, you keep telling somebody, I love you, and the person doesn't say back, you'll be tired. I love you, King Deborah. I love you, sir. Thank you, sir. See. <laughs> so, drama, drama, drama. Buy him a gift. Don't say the money is not enough. Don't be like the Ephraim boys. No, buy him a gift. One day, go and kneel down and thank him for everything he has done for you. Daddy, when I see some of my mates, how their parents don't take care of them, I know that you are sent from God to me. Maybe the money is not even enough. For, but let me tell you, your father has a soft, soft spot somewhere. You need to strike it. You, you can talk to him and he'll go and cry. He'll not cry in front of you. But he'll go inside and say, oh, my daughter. My daughter, Sunday, when you wear your dress, say, my daughter, go, don't even come home and give. <laughs> Have you learned something? Yes, please, sir. So you know what to do? Yes, please. What's the key? Drama. Thank you. So, sir, please, I want to ask. He doesn't... <laughs> he doesn't want... Um, whenever I'm praying, especially speaking in tongues, he hates it. No problem. That is what... You are not, you are not supposed to make noise. You are under persecution, so you have to understand it. It's wisdom. Oh, Obed, do you remember they used to do it to me too? Sometimes eh, I'm so full and eh, I'll be in the, in the room like, yeah! My mother said, what? 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 One time I came from, I came from, I came from uh, service. 
But I found the spirit of prayer. I entered straight into my sister's room. I went on the floor. When judge me now, watch me. So with time, I realized that I don't have to react with how I'm feeling. So I knew I, I go on the floor like nobody hears me, but I'm there for hours. If you want to shout, go to the park. So when I go to the park, you get it. You're under persecution, so you have to be smart. Great King of all, God of all flesh, Creator of all. Lord God of hosts, the great I am, Father of love, we glorify you, great King of all, God of Your love, great is your love.